dead Yeah, I'm dead Rip off my skin Have a feast I'm a beast Cannibalize shit Piss I'm dead Yeah, I'm dead Rip off my skin Have a feast Hey everybody, I'm back. Um, Nick Oliveris used to be the basis for Queens of Stone Age and Caius, uh, and then he ended up doing his own thing called Mondo Generator. Or now it's Nick Oliveris and uh, something, I forget. But uh, yeah, that, that song's been on, on a list for a while. So yesterday I went out um, with a friend to... Uh, like his housewarming party and stuff like that, which is cool, you know, I haven't seen him in a while, so that was good, um, him and his girlfriend were there, everything was cool, um, I know them from, uh, well, I know her from school a long time ago, and then I know him from my work, so, uh, turns out they just ended up knowing each other, like I said, town's pretty small, even though it's pretty big, and, um, yeah, uh, I ended up meeting somebody there. Um, it was one of her family friends or something like that. Like, I think her little sister's buddy from college. Uh, she's 22, 23 years old. We hit it off right away. Just fucking a really smart uh, lady. Um, she, uh, she majors in philosophy and her minors in theology. And I was like, wow. Like, so I just started bullshitting with her. Um, you know, drinking and everything, we're, we're talking, and somehow the conversation came up, she is, and I had to look this shit up, she believes in anti-natalism, how is that, anti-natalism, okay, so anyway, it, they basically believe that procreation is wrong, and, and when she first told me that, like, cause she told me what the phrase was first, and I was like, I don't know what that is. And then she explained it to me, and I was like, wait, what? And I'm like, so you're saying there shouldn't be any more kids? And she goes, there shouldn't be any more of us. And so that just went into a whole fucking existential hole and shit. And it was, it was really cool, like I said. I don't, I don't get to talk fucking thoughts like that to everybody or that often, you know. It's not something that just randomly comes up. So I was intrigued. I was completely enthralled in the conversation and shit. It was awesome. Uh, I loved it. It was, it was like... I haven't had conversations like that in forever. I, I remember, um, like, there's, I'm I'm intrigued by, well, A, first, just by learning things. Like, I don't know. I've always liked learning things. It's not, like, uh, I'm not one to be like, oh, shit, I know it all. No, but I, I do like hearing other people's thoughts on stuff, and I like comparing things because, like I said, when you're actually having a conversation with somebody, you're getting their insights on something, especially since, like I said, she's the one studying it. I'm just literally learning it and talking kind of back and forth with her. So, yeah, I didn't, like I said, I ended up looking it up, and yeah, they argue that humans should abstain from procreation because it's morally wrong. So in her head, she believes that not only is it 
is it wrong for us to keep creating and shit like that? And she's not an environmentalist. Like, I remember throwing, like, quick things out real quick. Like, oh, you mean because of the world? Like, the environment? She goes, no, I don't care about that. And I was like, so wait, you're like a nihilist? And she goes, no. She goes, those are simple people. And um, that's something that I've always thought about, especially um, in my teens. Like, um, when I was all fucking, you know, hating the world and everything and thought I knew better and was all like a anarchist punk type shit in my head at least i always loved the idea of nihilism which uh i guess would be a quick way to break it down you don't believe in anything like it's not like like i'm an atheist so i don't believe in a god or a deity but nihilism believes that there's no rules no guidelines there's nothing it's like beyond an atheist or atheist uh, anarchist in the sense of like because anarchists are just believing in no rules but anarchists can still have guidelines of their own. Like, there's fucking a bunch of different anarchists. There's Christian anarchists who basically believe that if it's not in the Bible, like, those are the only rules they follow. Man's law isn't a law to them. Like, if it's not the Ten Commandments or whatever their religion is, then they don't, well, like I say, a Christian anarchist. But, I mean, there's Islam uh, anarchists. There's all kind of fucking extreme versions of it and shit, which is kind of weird if you think about it, because anarchists, in the whole sense, is basically just no government. Um, social type um, network, socialism kind of to an extent, but they believe that people should help each other and if you're not contributing then you're out of the group type thing. It's more like an old tribal thought, but like I said, for me I always thought growing up uh, hanging around with those people, and like I said, I, I talked about this before, I have a cousin that's like big into that shit, man, she still um, to this day um, is at a anarchist commune like last time I checked, I think she's in uh, what the fuck state is that? It's not Nevada, it's not Utah. It's around there. I think like Idaho or something like that. But she was in Vegas or near Vegas for a while. She did this the underground shit for like two years. Um, she moved up north in, in Nevada near the, the uh, Indian reservations or tribal reservations or whatever. She did that. She lived in San Diego for a long time actually in a commune. I remember going there um, to see her when I was like, 15, 16, and uh, later on, she was still there, I think, till I was like 18 or something like that, and then she left, she went to, San, uh, yeah, that was San Diego, she went to um, Frisco, to live up there for a while, she went to Oregon for a bit, um, I remember trying to hit her up during this whole, um, uh, what the fuck was that shit called, where they where they had no, no laws or no rules, and, and they tried making their own like little establishments in, in Portland. But by that point, she was already where she is now, which, like I said, I want to say it's Idaho. Uh, I'm not for sure. But, yeah, she's gnarly, dude. Like, uh, I used to give her and her friends, like, because that's who they are, you know, like her roommates or whatever you want to call them, um, DVDs because they don't believe in Internet use. Like, they really don't. They don't want people to know where they are. They're completely off-grid type shit. And, um, yeah, if you buy them, like, books, like, they, they fucking love books. They love, uh, you know, art that's tangible they don't like things that are digital at all um which i kind of got into at one point still do i still have a bunch of cds to this day and cassette tapes and vinyls and stuff like i'm gonna go backwards like i said one day my garage will be a dumb room it won't have internet access it'll just be like you know that um but yeah nihilism um so like i said this, this new female i almost threw out her name but yeah uh, that i met i said it was crazy because she was so young for her to already think this and, and in my head I was like ah well yeah you're young like that's probably why and she goes ah, I get that a lot from older people 
And she was tripping on me when I told her how old I was. She goes, oh, okay, well, I didn't think you were that old. I was like, well, yeah, like, you f- at least figure I'm, like, 30 at least. She goes, yeah, I guess. She goes, but I didn't think you were, like, as old as you are. And I was like, yeah. And then she was asking me, like, what made me change, you know? Like, what, where, where did I sell out, as she said, or whatever. And I was laughing about it. But I was like, well, I mean, I have kids now. I have a family. And that's where she goes, do you think that you, you brought your kids into a better world? And I'm like, well, yeah, way better than mine. You know, we're going back and forth about that. But, um, yeah, uh, so nihilism, like I said, okay. So nihilism, uh, if there's no God, everything's permitted. Like, that's kind of the quickest way of explaining nihilism. Because, yeah, if you don't believe in rules or anything, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want because there's no um, repercussions for it. Um, then how do they say it is, like, if there isn't any value to anything, why not do what you want? And, like, it doesn't matter. You know, they, they, they understand that crimes are crimes and shit like that, but at the same time, they don't see them as bad. Uh, do yeah. Let's see. Uh, okay, so if somebody were to tell them tragedy gives life a negative meaning, now let's just say life is meaningless. When they really mean to say life is suffering, but there isn't anything transient to set against that suffering. So that's kind of like what I meant with her. And then she'd asked me that too. Like, um, she kind of labeled me as a hedonist. Or no, I asked her. I was like, so you're kind of like a hedonist then? And she was like, no. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She goes, I'm not dumb. I don't just do stupid shit. I go to college. Like, I can't truly not care about everything or, or pursue bliss if I'm following structure that's built around me. And I was like, yeah, that's what I mean though. And she goes, yeah, but that has nothing to do with what I overall believe. And her overall belief was a, a, this whole anti-natalism, um, which, like I said, fucking tripped me the fuck out. And uh, so I ended up looking it up and um, in front of her, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to check this out. And uh, when I showed her the page that I found, she was like, whoa, like, yeah, that's kind of pretty much it in a nutshell. And what it was is basically that they identify uh, repressive uses in in the society or the world that are conscious or not like these are subconscious things or conscious like this is just the way we as human beings think um to restrict ourselves in life and the world around us and one of them was in isolation and i was like that's kind of okay i get that you know like that's what most people that hate the world kind of do they kind of isolate themselves from everybody else and shit she goes well yeah um and the way they wrote it out or the way i read it was uh it's a dismissal from our consciousness and the consciousness of others about all negative things and feelings um, associated with the facts of existence, which are, you know, the good and the bad, but mainly the bad. I'm talking about from your everyday life, it manifests as a agreement to remain silent on certain things, especially around kids. Like, that, that was her big fucking focus. She was like, no, because you're bringing in more, more pain to this world every time there's another kid born. And I was like, what the fuck? Because, like I said, it's crazy because she's so fucking young to me. A 22-year-old? Like, I get that, like, you don't know a lot. But at the same time, she fucking knew the fuck she was talking about. She wasn't just saying dumb shit. And you're like, I tested her on it. And she's like, oh, well, I don't know. No, she fucking had answers for damn near everything. And I was like, wow, okay. So, like, this is legit for you. You really do mean this. Um, she was basically talking about how, like, um, with our kids, what people tend to do is they prevent them from knowing like the real ramifications of the world you know they don't you you hide things from your kids and I was like well yeah they're not old enough to comprehend that stuff and she goes yeah but at the same time like wouldn't you want to know these things 
And I was like, well, yeah, that kind of depends on the kid, though. And she goes, what do you mean? And I was like, well, me, personally, as a kid, I was super anxious a lot because I was dealing with a lot of things in my head that I couldn't talk out loud about. And she was exactly my point. Like, where where do we get off on the idea of, of controlling somebody else's um, development? You know, like, you're holding them back from their thoughts and you're not expressing it to them. You're not telling them the truth or anything. And I was like, well, yeah, what the fuck would you want them to know about everything for? Like, I don't even want to know about everything. And she's like, yeah, but that's kind of unfair, right? Because you're kind of holding somebody back. And I was like, okay, I get, I get what you're saying. And another one of the terms that I found out about was called anchoring. And it's, uh, this one, like, when I read it, I was like, oh, that's fucking completely makes sense. It's the creation of personal values to assure your attachment to things, such as, like, your family, your home your neighborhood, um, institutions like school, church, um, God, um, you know, um, what else, um, uh, fuck, um, your, um, I was gonna say, like, with the, like, the church and state, so yeah, like, you know, like, federal things and stuff like that, um, the law of people, the law of the world around you and stuff like that in the future, and she's like, yeah, what we do is we, we, um, we connect ourselves to these things, because that gives our life purpose and that's one of the first times where i laughed and basically told her oh it's like fight club and she goes wow and i was like what do you mean and she's like we watched that in my um in my philosophy class during uh, existentialism like week or existential thought thing and i was like what do you mean and she's all like well that's like a really weird movie about um existentialism because basically it's telling people um how did she say it? She's like it's it's talking about meaninglessness and conforming and becoming uh you know what everybody expects of you. And then uh she said it, it, it strung more of a note uh with most of the males in their class because uh the teacher I guess holds no punches back in this class. He sounded like a fucking great uh teacher. I was like, Wow, that fucking sounds like a great professor. She was like, Yeah, he's really good. Um she was talking about how it, it's um like it dealt with masculinity because I mean I don't know like it's kind of an older movie but I guess like I said she's 22 and she was talking about like she's never seen it before like or never really cared to and I was, that's a fucking great ass film I'm watching like one of my favorite fucking films of all time and she's like really I'm like yeah like Tiny Darko and Fight Club like those are two of the best things to me like those are those are films that I watch when I'm like super depressed or I used to when I was super depressed that way I would always kind of in the back of my head be like well at least I'm not there yet you know because to me in Fight Club and I joke about it a lot but I really did seriously consider this at one point in my life um I'm starting like a cult uh and I didn't mean it in a religious sense or like what you fucking see in all the videos now where it's like this dude created a cult so you can fuck people like okay that's not my point my point uh when I thought about it was why can't a bunch of grown-ups that don't care about regular society get together and share their resources so that they all live a better life like i meant it in the sense of like me and a friend of mine because he was the one that like stuck with me kind of during that time um it was me and him he was here at my house with me he helped me pay bills and shit we w both went to work together we fucking kicked ass there and then on our days off we fucking partied like we were fucking hedonists in that sense you know we went all fucking extreme and um and we would we would uh have girls and stuff like that and, um, you know, uh, at the term at the time was called a homie hopper, which is just a chick that fucks around with like a group of friends. And, 
it wasn't even an issue with us. Like, he didn't care because he was going through a divorce. I had just gone through my shit. And um, so, you know, I didn't care. And I, I really didn't. Uh, like I said, I, I've always been that type of person that could separate love from lust. And, like, back then I was just a lustful person. It was more of like, this is really awesome and there could be something here. But why, like, why give myself to somebody and get hurt again? So it was kind of more of like, well, if you're having fun and I'm having fun, why can't we just benefit from that and also take care of each other in that sense? And like I said, I I tried to have that for a while. I had like maybe uh, we had a few uh, females that were actually pretty cool with it and lasted maybe like a year, if not like at least because he he was here with me helping me pay the rent for at least a year and a half, like probably like 15, 16 months, and uh, if not longer. And there was one girl that lasted the whole time. Another one that was in and out during that time. But we had a few other females that kind of were part of the rotation, I guess, and would come in. And, I mean, it sounds horrible to say it now, but, I mean, that was a fact. You know, they were they were here, and looking, that's kind of what was going on. Shit, that's loud. Um, and, yeah, uh, I was talking to her about that, and she was talking about, um, like, that's crazy. And, and, like, so that's where, like I said, the conversation got real deep real quick. Um, she also mentioned other movies and we started kind of bouncing off of that. Like I said, I'm, I'm one of those type of people, uh, big time movie head. Um, she was talking about the movies she was going to see, uh, in her class or that she's supposed to see. Um, I saw the list of it and I saw in there one of my fucking favorite films of all time. I still think that it should be remade, but I don't want just anybody to remake it. I always dreamed of remaking it myself. Uh, and the film's called Ikaru. It's a movie from the fifties, I want to say, if not the late forties. Uh, Akira Kurosawa, the guy that did Seven Samurai, um, it's one of his like beautiful films. Like, there's not a lot of violence or, or um, like war, which a lot of his other films had. This one's more about a guy who um, he's uh, dying of cancer, and um, his his wife's been dead for a while. His son doesn't respect him the same. His son just sees him as like a, a worker, and just somebody that just goes to work every day, lives a mundane life. And um, he basically goes, when he realizes that he's dying, he, he decides to, to live a life because uh, he meets a girl that he's training at his work. She's young. She's like in her 20s. And he's like, I don't know, like in his 50s or 60s. Um, he basically explains to her like, oh, you know, just do this. this is, our job's not that hard. And she's like kind of laughing. She's like, you remind me of my dad. And he's like, oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, you really do. Like, you should get out more. You should do these things. My dad never likes to do these things. You should do that. So he, he ends up going out, like she says. And in that little journey, realizing where he's at, because he, he didn't tell her about that he's dying yet. He tells her later on. But um, he ends up experiencing, like, a really, really great night overall. And that's, in the film, there's a character that, like, feels sorry for him. I don't even think he knows about the whole cancer thing. He's just, like, sees him as just a sad old man and, like, it reminds him of somebody. He never says his father, but he says, you remind me of somebody. And he takes them all out. He's like, nah, man, I'm paying for everything. And he takes them out, gives them, shows them like a great night and shit like that. And um, we are talking about, I was like telling her, like, that's a really fucking good film. You should really watch that. Um, what else is on her list? She was talking about Waking Life. And I was like, well, yeah. Um, me and um, DK Murphy talked about that on a recent STD, talking about how great of a fucking film that is. It's like a really good existential film about pretty much the meaning of life from this one character's point of view he's but he's talking to what like 15 20 people in the film and it has little shorts and stuff like that another one that she had on the list and she's like i've seen some of it it's pretty weird 
was Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. And I was like, that's one of the most beautiful fucking movies I've ever seen or films in, in my life. Like, that's that's up there, man. That, that film makes you cry. It makes me feel all kind of shit. It's a really fucked up movie. Jim Carrey's in it. Uh, Kate Winslet's in it. Brilliant. Like, without even spoiling it, what it is is it's an alternate reality where a doctor has created a device that um, you can erase somebody from your memory, a particular person. Or thing, I think, uh, in the film it shows, like, there's a person that uh, erases the memory of their dog that passed away because it was just too sad for her, I guess. But, um, yeah, uh, in the film, uh, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet fall in love. They have this fucking awesome, uh, like, love story and everything, but it just ends bad in the sense of, you know, they they have conflicts, they, they fight a lot. Uh, well, not really a lot, but they fight, and when they fight, it's, like, always about serious shit. Um... And uh, she decides, uh, in her anger, when they split, to erase him. So the next time he sees her, she literally does not know who he is. She has no attachment to him. He's just a person. And he doesn't know that because he just saw her, like, a few days before. So he's kind of tripping out on that. And then he decides that he wants to erase her, too, to get back at her, kind of, or, like, just to feel better. And while the procedure's going on, he decides in his head and subconscious that he doesn't want that anymore so he's trying to prevent them from or these these people from erasing her great fucking film man love that shit to death um another one that was on their list was um what the fuck's the other awesome one the truman show and i was like that's fucking crazy that's a really good fucking movie too <laughs> um yeah like i said we we're just going back and forth it, it was a trip um yeah because why did she say it was it it she said it was more relevant because of today, and I was like, I guess. I mean, reality shows have been around for a while. She goes, yeah, but, I mean, now, like, imagine if that was a reality show. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a trip. To me, it's more of, like, a, like a nightmare type thing. Um, what was some other one that she had on there? Oh, she mentioned this, and I laughed about it. She mentioned Groundhog Day, and I was like, how the fuck is that an existential movie? She's like, well, you got to remember, like, once he realizes what's going on, he goes through, like, everything. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, he he has shock. Like, he schemes. He gets depressed. Remember, he tries killing himself a few times. And I was like, I don't remember it that well. Like, I mean, it's a good movie and everything, but it's not one of my faves. Um, she's like, yeah, he's, like, a nihilist at one point. He's real hedonistic in it. He just does a bunch of shit. And she's all, um, he's detached to society and people around him. He just doesn't have any attachment to him. You know, and I was like, oh, I guess that's kind of one way of looking at it. Um, and she's like, yeah, we, they were telling us when we did it to look at the, the similarities between that and, like, Buddhism and the notion of, like, the cycle of rebirth. And I was like, that's kind of fucked up, though, because it's the same life. And like I said, we got we got really into it. It was, it was a trip, man, talking to this girl. Um, another one we talked about was Seven Seal. And I was like, well, yeah, fuck, that's, like, a crazy-ass fucking flick. For those of you who haven't seen it, you guys should. Um... But yeah, like I said, it just tripped me the fuck out that this chick literally was telling me about this um, this lifestyle that she decided to do, and uh, we got more into it, and I was like, well, isn't that like kind of like pessimism and stuff like that? Because you're just kind of like hating shit. And she goes, exactly, but it's it's not just dumb pessimism. It's like it's it's focused, you know, like it's it's talking about it from the world point of sense she's like I, I wish more people would think this way too and I was like well I mean you kind of got that going on already like there's a lot of women especially ever since the whole um birth control thing that like wait too long and you know they decide in their 40s that they want a family and stuff like that she goes I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna be one of those people 
And I was like, how do you know for sure? Like, do you have at least, like, nieces or anything? She goes, no, but I have an older sister and an older brother, and I'm pretty sure they're going to get married and have kids. So, I mean, I'll still have that attachment. And I'm like, it's not the same. I had to explain it to her, like, that's how I kind of felt, too, at one point, you know? Like, like after me and my ex split, I was kind of, like, in my head, like, I'll never find love again, you know? Like, the, the typical shit, you know? Because, like I said, that was my first real love. I mean, I had, I've been with people and I cared about them, but, like, my ex, I fucking loved that girl at the time, man. She was amazing. And she wasn't in the end, you know? It wasn't the same person. But, um, uh, yeah, when it, when it ended, I wasn't a good person. I, I thought the worst. And it's an old running joke always that they say that the guy that becomes a player, like a piece of shit and like a womanizer and shit like that, the reason why that happens is because he got hurt at one point in his life. Could have been early on, you know? Like, majority of pieces of shit dudes that are like club guys. Like, they got hurt by, like, their high school sweetheart or some shit like that, you know? Like, that chick burned them. For me, it wasn't that early on. It was way later. And, I, and like I said, I had more experiences, so it wasn't an issue. But what happened with me was the exact same. I didn't ever want to get hurt again. I never wanted to feel that pain again. And talking to her about that, she was literally like, yeah, exactly. You want your kids to have that? I'm like, well, I mean, it's going to be different. And, like, having the lows is what makes the highs so high. And she goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, you can't be happy all the fucking time without anything bad happening. You won't acknowledge it. It'll just be a level playing field. Just be fucking zeroed out. You know, you're just, you're just a steady line. There's nothing, there's nothing grabbing your attention. There's no highs or lows. And I was telling her, that's how I think about with music. Like, you can have the fastest song in the world. And after a while, it kind of sounds like a drone song. You know, it's the same fucking thing. You have to have like a stop or like a slow down or something to build up that fucking momentum again. I'm all same thing with like dips in life. You need to have a really bad fucking like down and out horrible like rock bottom shit to appreciate the good parts of life. And as I I don't think I fucking flipped her on it. She was still like kind of on the whole like yeah I don't really know about all that. And I was like that's crazy because like I said looking at it she was telling me all these things. She's like like everything is suffering. Life is suffering. And I was like well yeah that's kind of the point. And she goes, why would you want that for anybody else? Like, if you knew you were gonna, your kid was going to suffer their whole life, you would allow that? I'm like, well, that's kind of what it is. Just like how they say, like, when the day you're born, you're dying every day. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I guess to an extent. But in reality, it's not that way. It's only that way if you look at it that way. And so, like I said, this is like a long ass. We were drinking this multiple hour conversation and shit. And she was talking about how, um, yeah, uh, you're life is suffering, death suffering, you know, there's illness in the world, there's all these fucking negative things, and I was like, well, yeah, that's fucking part of the world, and I was kind of telling her what I learned from, uh, Jordan B. Peterson, I was all like, the thing he, he said out of, um, out of Christianity, you know, with Jesus and, and the cross is like, basically, everybody has a cross to bear in your own way, you know, like, the worst shit that happens to you in your life, like, what are you gonna do, are you just gonna fucking give up, and like, just let that cross crush you, or are you gonna pick it up, and carry it, and be, and do better off of that, you know, like, in the story, Jesus dies on it, but then he gets reborn as a stronger person, you know, or better, he's not even a person anymore, he's a god, and, um, so we're talking about shit like that, and she's like, oh, and that's where the whole thing came up with the atheism and all that shit, and she was like, I don't, I don't understand how you can talk about it like that, you know, and I was like, well, and she goes, well, she's all, you sound like you looked up, like, religions before, she's all, have you ever heard of these people, and it was this weird-ass fucking old Greek thing, uh, I had to look it up, too, and they basically believe that there's good, uh, Christians, and that's what they consider themselves, they're called Cathars, Cathars, or something like that, but their fucking beliefs is fucking nuts, man, what the fuck is it, 
Um, and Catholics fucking tried killing them and shit and persecuting them so, uh, these certain level of Greeks. So they believed that the God, the good God was a God of the New Testament. So this is like in a Christian form. Like the Old Testament's the one where, where God fucking, you know, like is always vengeful. He fucking hates people. One of his best fucking followers, he torments him his whole life and shit like that. It's fucked up. Um, and then there's the New Testament. The New Testament, God is Jesus. Like, well, you know, he's the son of God, but he's that God. Their belief was that that's the good God. He's the creator of the spiritual realm. He's where spirits come from. The old God was the evil God. He's the creator of the physical world and is pretty much identical to what we consider Satan to be. Like, he's a God of earth and God of heaven. And, and God of heaven would be the real one. And I was telling her about um, this awesome anime known as X. Anybody who hasn't seen it, it's fucking old as fuck. It's only one season. Like, it's one of those great uh, animes. You know, it's only one season long, like 20 episodes, if that. I think it's like 18. There's a movie, and if you guys don't want to watch that or watch the series, the movie's pretty much the same thing, different ending, which is kind of cool. Kind of makes it worth watching because there's two. But uh, one of the greatest animes. I own that. I fucking love that film. Or that anime. Uh, the manga is pretty good, but the anime goes actually deeper than the manga actually did, which is kind of cool and rare. Um, yeah, so they're basically, these people, these Cathars, or Cathars or whatever, believed that human spirits were the spirits of angels that were trapped in the material realm by the evil gods of there, and that their only way to achieve uh, salvation is to be uh, reincarnated by, like, being baptized or, like, the return to the good God. And I was explaining to her, like, well, what the fuck does that have to do with your thing? And she goes, well, my my realization is that I don't want to have any more pain or anything. When I die, I go to heaven. And I was like, okay, so wait, wait, wait. So you do believe in heaven and hell and shit like that? She goes, well, yeah, that's still a thing. I was like, yeah, I don't even believe in that shit. And um, we're like I said, we're going back and forth about a lot, man. It, it was a trip. What what entertained me the most about it was at one point I remember like people from the table kind of getting up and leaving because they just didn't want to <laughs> be involved in our conversation. We weren't arguing with each other. We were really fucking. I was enthralled in the whole conversation. It was great, man. Um, my buddy who knows me um, talked to her, and then the the girl that I knew from like I said I've actually known longer because of school and stuff like that. She was talking to her about stuff, and then that kind of came up where she's all like, "Well, what about like?" you're married but you do these other things and stuff like she was like i said she she kept going back to hedonism she was like you sound like you're a hedonist like you don't care about normal like rules or normal guidelines i'm like neither do you you're over here fucking talking about like not having babies because the world's a horrible place like that's weird and she goes you don't think the world's a bad place i'm like no i think it gets better every fucking year pretty much like like people the level of poverty has gone down in the last fucking like 30 years like ridiculous amount like there's so much small pig and um like i said i always go back to the environment because like i said ever since i was a kid i've kind of had that back of the head environmental thought which which is really funny because people always think that i would be the one who cares like oh then you should own an electric car and shit people are stupid like you're never gonna get rid of like (laughs) like (laughs) gas powered things and shit like like we could the united states could go full-on solar or wind or or uh, nuclear and shit and it won't fucking change the world because there's still second world nations and stuff or china which is the first world nation but fuck dude the way they uh produce energy they don't give a fuck they fucking burn coal all goddamn day long dude they don't they don't care they don't give a fuck about it like look at look at um how polluted their air is out there like there's places in china that are just fucked you're wearing uh k95 masks like all day long this is 
pre-COVID they were doing that shit. So I was telling her, like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. Like, you know, fucking countries that test their nuclear bombs and all kind of shit underground still. You think that doesn't fucking fuck with anything? And fracking and all kind of stuff. Like, I understand what happens. Like I said, that's where my mindset, the older I got after college, I kind of got more from an anarchist mindset to, like, an ANCAP, which is anarchist capitalism like sense because capitalism i'm sorry as much as anybody wants to believe you guys are socialists or you think the world needs to become that like it's not gonna work i'm sorry you're never gonna get a doctor to become the best doctor or the surgeon to become the best surgeon that that pushes it every time and tries to cure diseases when he's getting paid the same as a fucking person that works at mcdonald's or, or something stupid you know like somebody that serves food Socialism won't work in that sense. You can't have a developing, like, don't get me wrong, socialism works in small doses, like, after World War II, Germany needed to become a socialist country, they needed to keep everything within itself, because A, nobody was going to help them, and B, they kind of had enough resources to do that, but then afterward, they became a democracy, and now they're a capitalist country. So, like, it, there's senses where it works, and there's times where it does, but it can't work across the board, it's just never going to fucking happen. So I was explaining her shit like that, and telling her how, like, like I said, I'm an ANCAP now, and she's like, that's kind of weird. And she's like, so what does that really mean? And I was like, well, it means, like, I believe in capitalism. I understand that, like, people need, like, there needs to be billionaires in the world. And there's these people that deserve to have that money because they tried harder than other people. Like, if I worked a lot harder, pretty sure I'd be my boss's boss or some shit by this point. But I don't care to do that. I like my life. I like having a life outside of work. I hate the idea. Like, my brother's uh, a fucking high up at, at his job and stuff like that. He has no life, really. Like... He, when he does have a day off, pretty much, like, where he actually goes, like, don't get me wrong, he has days off where he's home, but he don't really do shit, and half the time that he's home, he's getting calls from his work still to this day, and shit like that, where, like, you know, his people below him, the other uh, managers and shit like that, will be hitting him up, like, hey, we really need to talk about this and none of that work shit. I would hate that. I would totally fucking not like that at all. It's like, how the fuck, dude, I'm, I'm trying to, like, hang out with my friends or my family and shit like that, and I'm having to stop and think about work. I get anxiety when my work calls me. Like, it's never even anything crazy. It just bugs me. I'm just like, eh, man, I gotta get in a fucking work mode and shit. I don't like that thought. And, um, I was telling her, but at the same time, like, the anarchist part of me is still there because even though I live in a society that has all these rules and guidelines, I don't give a fuck. Like, like I said, like, I, I, I did drugs for years, like, and still fucking went to work, still did everything. I drove all fucked up. I did all kind of horrible things. Which technically were illegal, but at the same time, I, I knew that I could be punished for that, but I, it didn't stop me. I believe in liberty in the truest form, like, of the United States way, you know? Like, uh, like I understand that I shouldn't do these things, and there are guidelines for why, you know, because I can harm other people. But at the same time, it's like, this is my life. I can do what I want. I'm going to do these things. It doesn't matter what... I don't care what other people think. Uh, I'm going to do them because I want to do them. And it's my life, so I could do it. But, like I said, now that I'm an adult, I kind of restrict myself because my flaws don't just reflect on me anymore if i lose my job or anything else before it would only affect me i'd be like fuck this sucks i gotta start over now that shit ruins my fucking family's life that ruins all kind of other things and that's where she kind of went back into it where she was just like well that's exactly my point like you shouldn't give other people other suffering like because of your actions and i was like yeah what the fuck and we kind of got got back into it. Like I said, there was parts where we actually did agree. You know, she was talking about like, well, when you were younger, did you ever feel like you didn't want to live or that you shouldn't have been born? I was like, oh yeah, a bunch when I was a kid. I used to fucking hate life. I thought, I remember, I think I told my mom this. My dad, if I did, he just probably was just like, shut up, you're stupid. 
But my mom, like, I remember making her cry and not trying to. It wasn't like I said it to fucking ruin her day, but I was just like, I wish I was never born. I wish you would have never did that. Like, you shouldn't have had this choice to bring me here. I, I don't want to be here. I don't like the world. I, I don't like life. I hated everything. I wasn't suicidal, though. That's what was crazy. Like, it sounds like I, I should have been or, or could have been, but I wasn't. I never wanted to kill myself. I always thought that was stupid. Even as a young kid, I thought suicide was retarded. I was just like, that's fucking dumb. You think that... Like, like, go for it then. If if you really... Like I've always said, before I ever think about killing myself, I'm totally going fucking with a cult. I'm going full-fledged. I'm trying. <laughs> like, go extreme. Do everything you've ever wanted to do and try it, you know? Like, I'm still also somebody that doesn't want to push things on other people, but at the same time, like, yeah, try it, man. Like I said, I've almost started a cult with a friend and a few fucking girls, and it was going to be awesome in my head. It would have been cool. Like, I, all I really wanted out of it was, like, a utopia. I wanted us to be able to have money, buy things have like our own rules and structures here and then just expand on that like hey maybe we pay off my house and then we go buy another one a bigger one keep this one as like a fucking uh like a studio or like a a hub one and then the real house is where the main group fucking lives and you know like like i said i I always wanted a family so i mean it could have been that but i don't think it would have been like in this in the type of like cults like that where like the one leader fucks a bunch of people and has a bunch of kids nah if that was going to be the case, it wouldn't have been in that way. It may have looked that way in the end, but I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have been. Because, like I said, I care about people. And, and knowing how my life has been since my daughter was born, like, the idea of just being those mindless people that have, like, a bunch of fucking kids. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I spread my seed. I got a bunch of kids from a bunch of different moms. I don't know if I could do that. I joked about it a lot and, and used to talk about, like, franchising kids. You know, like, oh, yeah, I want to have, like, a Spanish kid or... uh somebody or or a kid from somebody from the middle east you know that'd be cool i could have like different kids that are different religions different like cultures from their from their moms or their or their uh which would be my in-laws their their grandparents on that side like i totally thought about that and i wasn't joking i I thought about it in in the sense but to hear like i said a 22 year old explain to me how she doesn't believe in suffering she wants to end it by never having kids it reminded me of what was it the there's a Morrissey line on, on one of his old old tracks like this is back when he first started and shit like on his own where he was like uh, my name dies with me like I'll never have a kid I'll never have an heir uh, the name dies with me because it's just him and his sister so in his head it was like well when she gets married or has a kid with somebody else that name's dead too because her name's gone but she he would be the last uh, Morrissey. And I was like, it's kind of a trip, man. Some people really do think that. And, I mean, so far, he's he's held that up to a T. Uh, I haven't heard of any random love child or anything of his. But, um, but yeah, like I said, it just tripped me the fuck out. It made me think about a lot of that stuff. And uh, I was talking to her. And, like I said, we hit it off. It was, it was great, man. Uh, I've been texting her since. Well, she's been texting me, too. But about just a bunch of random stuff, man. She's just, like I said, it, it amazes me that, that there's somebody out there that's that uh, I don't want to say that smart because obviously there's fucking geniuses that are like 15, 16 years old, but um, she she thought shit through that much and and like I don't know that that just caught my attention. It made me forget where I was the whole time. I didn't even fuck about my buddy's like new house. <laughs> I was just like all enthralled in this conversation with this with this girl, and I was just like, wow, this is fucking awesome, man. Like. I love having interesting conversations like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys are kind of getting a taste of that now with the SGRs coming out more frequent and with STDs being more focused, me and um, DK are kind of throwing out a lot more, like, deeper thoughts or, like, we're, we're kind of 
going for it more, we we did a the last episode we did was with um, a friend of his named Moon, um, and that was cool because he he just hit me up out of the blue like, hey man, like I'm thinking we should do this thing with Moon because you know, she's she give out the female perspective of all the shit that we talk about because she's kind of in the kink world and all that stuff. I'm like fuck yeah, dude, that's awesome. Like the more the merrier. I I, I really don't have. Um, uh, restraint on that show like I, I i want i mean don't get me wrong i want to stay focused and stay grounded in, in what it is and and uh he's even told me that a few times too where he's like nah dude i think it should just be us for this thing I'm like all right yeah cool and and it does work out it, you know we're able to stay focused on the subject and keep it where it's relevant as opposed to just go off on tangents or like um have other people on where it, it kind of goes somewhere else and we're like what the fuck is this like this wasn't even what we're supposed to be talking about so I said, I, it was awesome, man. I, I wish I had, uh, well, I mean, even if I would have thought about it, I don't think I would have recorded her and be like, hey, is it okay if I record this conversation? Like, but, uh, like, shit like that. Like, I, I, I want to be able to get there at some level, at least with SGR. Like, you know, have, like, some one-on-ones with some people that kind of go out there, you know? Like I said, the point of talking to people isn't to just reassure your own fucking bias or your own thoughts like you should get another point of view even if the person does agree with you you should get a new insight from that person or just a new thought that you would have never had on your own because you're limited to only your experiences and your uh view but when you see or hear somebody else's view or experiences it kind of makes you think about like how you would have or at least that's how i am like i think about how i would have perceived that or how i would have dealt with with something and I love that, man. Um, me and my wife talk about crazy shit all the fucking time. Um, lately, she's got big on that show, which I guess is like fucking in the top ten now. It was a History Channel show with William Shatner called uh, Unexplained. She got hooked on that shit, man. She loves it. And uh, I, I've walked in a few times while she's watching it, and I'm like, oh, hey, it's about that one thing. She's like, how do you know about that? And I'm like, I don't know. Fucking like, read about it like a while back. I suppose it's this. Uh, like it was I forget what the fuck it was what was it Jupiter Copper episode or something or or maybe like a Bermuda Triangle I don't know it was one of the weird ones and stuff like that and she was like that's a trip and then it got us talking after the show was over cause uh we were talking about how um in a lot of cultures especially like uh, South American and Central American they're talking about how um like to purify a demon or to get rid of a spirit you burn it you know like you use fire and I was like, that's kind of weird because in Catholicism, because my wife's Catholic and stuff like that, so is their family, and they're like diehard Catholics, uh, they don't believe in cremation because you're burning your body, which is like a thing to hell or something like that, because fire is that. And I'm like, but that's what's weird because to clean something, you guys are okay with fire, but to get yourself burned, like, I, I want to be cremated because that's kind of dumb just to bury my body. It's going to go away anyway. I'd rather be cremated and, like, if my family wants, let them have some of the ashes or whatever the fuck they want to do. I mean, I can't stop them. I, I mean, they could bury me, just be pieces of shit or something else, but I, I A, cremation's cheaper, and then B, like I said, it's kind of cool. I always thought about having an open um, uh, tombstone that has, like, lacquer or something clear, that way you can see inside, and putting my logo, or my ashes, spread my ashes into, like, an infinity logo or something, or something, or, you know, maybe a, the Z for my last name or something, like, put it in there, that way it can be seen, um, as opposed to just being in a fucking urn or a little jar or whatever. Uh yeah so i said just just random thoughts that i've had uh this is kind of one of those real rants <laughs> and uh yeah like i said it got me thinking man she she was a trip she tripped me out uh about how much she uh she kind of 
well, A, it just got me thinking, you know, and I was like, I love that shit. I love when, when people are able to have, um, have a thought and, like, expand on it. Like I said, you could tell that she was just as enthralled in the conversation as I was. She was, like, fucking going back and forth. She wasn't arguing with me. She was just like, okay, well, yeah, well, what about this and stuff like that. And we were going back and forth, man. It was fucking cool. Um, that's another one. Oh, distraction. Here you go. Shifting the focus of new impressions to flee from circumstances, ideas we consider harmful or unpleasant. That's literally my whole life. I always, like I said, I, I use people in that sense. When when I was the least times that I was ever anxious is when I was distracted with a new thing, whether it be a person, a relationship, a job, um, a drug. Like it was always something, and and I, it sounds horrible, but yeah, that that's what they were to me. It's just a distraction from myself and I think people need that they people need to remember like you can be in your head all you want and this is, these are the kind of thoughts that happen when you get in your head you get real philosophical to the point of like is it worth living like all I do is suffer and shit like, like to me that's that's where this original origin started with the whole pessimism and shit like, like where the fuck does it show it yeah. uh, uh, Thousands have lived in happiness and joy would never do away with the anguish and death agony of one individual. And just as little does my present well-being undo my previous suffering. Therefore, were the evil in the world even a hundred times less than it is, its mere existence would still be sufficient to establish a truth that may be expressed in various ways, although always only somewhat indirectly, namely that we have not been pleased but rather sorry about the existence of the world, that its non-existence would be preferred to its existence that it is something which at bottom ought not to be, and so on, said Arthur Schopenhauer in The World as Will and Representation on the vanity of suffering of life. Like, that's fucking gnarly, dude. Like, the idea of thinking that far ahead, like, like I said, I trip on people that, that they don't go mad to me. They just, they just have a fucking thought that's focused so deeply that they have no other thoughts that's, as far as it goes. They just dwell on that and make it better, obviously, you know, that those words are chosen in a specific way. It fucking sounds beautiful and red, but what he's basically saying is, like, when you think so much and all you think about is suffering, isn't it better to just never have been? And like I said, I, I, at one point in my life, I was like that. And I was like, as a kid, man, like, 10 or 11 or some shit like I just hated the world I, I thought it was dumb I thought I didn't think life was suffering or anything like that I just thought my life was suffering I wish I was never born I wish I never existed and it was kind of weird um and that's always like those weird uh, uh outer limits or fucking uh what the fuck's the name of that original show Twilight Zone shit where it's like I wish I was never born and then like some weird deity or somebody with power shows a person in the morning like here's what happens here's the world without you if you're never born they're like that's not right this isn't good i don't i wish it not back it's like well yeah it's kind of too late now like you're talking about that and that's how i feel about these people like they haven't thought shit through all the way like i said for her i, I wish completely different man I, I wish she understands what it's like 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 i said me having my daughter changed everything to me and then with my son it only reestablished it and made it to the point where it's like i have a family now i have some people that every choice I make adds or like can add or subtract from their life you know I can only make their life better or worse and it it's a strong it's a lot to carry but at the same time it's fucking it's not a burden it's it's 
it's good, man. I, I see it as that now. I said, if I could do it all over again, I would have fucking married my wife way sooner. She was around the whole time. I would have probably been on Kid 3. But, I mean, it's all fucking said and done now. I can't change the past. And it sucks, but I don't want to change it. I mean, like I said, I'm happy. My kids are happy. Everybody's fucking pretty happy. We're doing good. We're not fucking well off, but we're not struggling either. So, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, just random thoughts that I have in my head going around figured I'd share them with you guys, um, I thought we'd do a, a podcast today, but I guess maybe tomorrow or something we'll do something, so, uh, maybe you'll hear from that, but I'm pretty sure this will drop before that, so, <laughs> alright everybody, thanks again for listening, um, yeah, have a good one. Join me.